Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. On today's broadcast, we're going to talk about changing the way you think about money and take a look at what is God's word? What does the Bible have to say about money and possessions and how we should be looking at them? And we had two special guests line up for today's show Bob Swatland, he's the area director for Crown Financial Ministries, and Joe Racy, he's an independent financial advisor with, are you still Raymond James? Yes. And these two guys are coming together. We've all been teaching Crown Financial Ministries for years and years and years and years and years. And now Joe is also teaching Dave Ramsey stuff. But Bob Swatland has uh, had a medical issue and was not able to join us on the show today. So I just ask you to pray for Bob. He is a fantastic, dynamic guy who came to the Lord late in life and has never stopped appreciating the Lord for rescuing him late in life. So prayers out there for Bob. In fact, Joe, before we get started, let's just pray for him right now. Father, I just pray for Bob, and I just thank you for his testimony and his and his energy that he pounds into Crown Financial Ministries each yes. and every day right here in Tampa Bay. And Lord, we just pray for healing for him, complete restoration, uh, Lord, so that he can go out there and, and just co- continue to share his faith on and on and on. And we just ask for healing for Bob in its entirety. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. So I'd like to welcome Joe Racy to the I Work For Him program, your very first time. Hey, Jim, thank you so much for inviting me for to be a... Yes, and your show is uh, you're doing a great job for our community, and I'm very proud to be here. And hopefully, we will have great bunch of listeners. 
so we can give them direction about God's will about their money. Well, if not, then you and I will just have a great conversation. But Why know, not? That's right. Joe and I have been friends. We met almost 12 years ago as we both had a passion for teaching Crown Financial Ministries, and we both go to the same church over there, First Baptist Church in Neem Rocks over there in Largo, and we met there, and we just kind of shared that responsibility of teaching the classes and uh, and. And then as our church grew, they decided to move towards the Dave Ramsey curriculum, and Joe has taken that on, and, and you've been teaching that now. It's almost like seven or eight years, isn't it? It is. It's almost eight years now since, you know, we've been started the Financial Peace University. And uh, what's neat about Financial Peace is a little different than Crown Financial, but they're both good. I believe the both class complement each other. One, one really teaches you how, and one teaches you why. And we need both of them to understand the whole concept. Well, that's what I love. Uh, what I love about Dave Ramsey, first of all, he's a marketing genius, and he, and he really takes biblical principles and really a lot of stuff that was in the Crown Financial that's stuff right. and made it so that it was easy to learn. And he has helped hundreds of thousands of people get out of debt. What I liked about Crown Financial Ministries is it it, it gave you, like you said, the why. That's right. And, and and really, it was because it was about heart change. It was yep. about recognizing what God really intended money and possessions for, and to help us to learn to do that so that money and possessions don't become a god in our lives. And, That's right. And, so what I want our conversation today is to really just break out what does Crown really talk about, and and I want we'll jump into the Dave Ramsey stuff as well because I really want people to know, hey, the Bible has a lot to say about this. In fact, there's 2,350 verses on money and possessions. In the scriptures. But before we get into the conversation, Joe, I always like my listeners to hear about my guests. And I want to ask you two questions. I didn't tell you this okay. one, but, I, uh, uh. but we'll, we'll start with, well, we're going to run out of time for our break. But I want people, I mean, you came from Iran. That's right. You call it Iran. Iran. Um, I, I know. I, I'll learn to say it right. That's Maybe right. by the time I'm 80. At some point. But God brought you over here at a time that was very tumultuous in your country. But you came to this country as a young man. And then found Christ. And, and I'll just share a little bit of that story and how you got here and how Christ made a difference. And I'll have to interrupt you, but we'll come back after the break and finish it up. All right, great. I, I believe everybody has a testimony, and that's what God uses each one of us to bring to his word and teach us how to become a believer through a process. So my story is I, I always call it God's grace. God loved me so much many years ago before I was born. He let his son die for my sin. And he already chosen me to be who I am today. So really, 1977, I came to U.S. to go to school. And uh, we started going to school here. 79 was the revolution in that country. So really, I never went back home. 1980, I met my, my, my wife, my first wife, and we got married. And we had good 21 years together. All right, we're talking today with Joe Racy. He is a he's taught Crown Financial for years and years and years. He's teaching Dave Ramsey's uh, uh, Financial Peace University at our church. We've been friends for a long time, and he and he, jo- he, he volunteered at the last minute to pinch hit for Bob Swatland, <laughs> the area director for Crown Financial Ministries. And uh, Joe, I'm just so grateful that you're willing to come on. I really my, appreciate it. My pleasure, Jim. For you, anything. Uh, for me, really, for anything. You, just for you, brother. Well, did, would, uh, don't take it personal, to, though. No, no. I was going to say, no, would you switch no. the Jeep? Can we switch the Jeep and the Scion on yeah, the trip back home? Yeah, That's I'll what I want to do. about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so you were telling us about your testimony, how the All Lord right. brought you over here as a kid in 1977. You got, well, you were a young kid, but you, you got married in 1980, but in 1997, and then I cut you off. That's all right. 1997 is when I came to know the Christ, and I was 35 years of age. And amazingly, uh, as I look back, in the last 18 years, there's been a lot of growth in my life, and that's kind of neat. A lot of time we take too much emphasis 
in, in, in our faith were really simple, is trusting God. And that's really all it is. Unfortunately, we are so hard-headed and we, are so, we have so much proud that we kind of want to take this another step. And instead of just letting God take over our life and be the, the captain, be the leader as he is, uh, being our, being him being a creator of our life, uh, I've learned now that nothing is impossible through God. Amen. He, he can do just about anything. He's still a miracle maker, you know, and, and we just have to trust him. And that's, that's not only in our life, with our finance, with our children, with our work, uh, with just about 100%. And, and unfortunately, it took me many years to figure that out. Even though I came to know Christ at age 35, but I had a lot of learning step, and I believe Christianity is uh, is a marathon. You know, you, you he puts you in a position, in a place in life where he needs you, and he knows what you're going to get out of it. So during this past 17, 18 years, I've gone through some trials, just like everybody else goes through it. And just because I accepted Christ, he didn't put a shield on me, and that was the nice part of it. That I, as I look back. I, I'm grateful to some of the things that has happened in my life, uh, relationship-wise, children, finance, and growth, and all been together. And that's what we need in life. Even though sometimes you want to say, why me? But now I look back, I say, God, thank you. I grew up, you know, and, and I've learned. And I know what your goals are for me and your plans are. And that's really what it is, is, is prosperity, not just Again, financially, I know this uh, subject we are talking about is money, crown, uh, financial peace. We talk so much about finance. But reality is, uh, if you go back and look at the Bible, as you indicated at the beginning, there's over 2,355 verses just about finance. So why why God, over 2,000 years ago, gave us all these verses? Well, look where we are today. Everything that we do from childhood to adulthood and relationship and marriage works with finance. We have things to do with our life. We have to go to work. We have to pay the bills. And those are constantly is the same process. Money is one of those things that never goes away. It's a constant comes and goes, comes and goes until we pass on and go to heaven. And eventually there will be no currency over there. and It will be a different type of lifestyle there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because it, it is difficult. But the good news is, as you said, the Lord knew that this would compete for our attention, that money and possessions would compete for our attention, that really money and possessions would compete for the Lordship throne with him. That's and so he said, let me give you a lot of verses. What I love best, when I first heard about Crown Financial Ministries, which was in 1999, mm-hmm. I, I, and, I, and I heard, I listened to the videos, and what I when when they said that, listen, Jesus talked more about money and possessions than he did about faith and love. That's, right. That's amazing, because he knew that the biggest thing that would be the roadblock in our relationships with him were, were money. It's success. Success is so dangerous, and, and having a ton of money, it's very rare that somebody can have a lot of success and a lot of money and have it not screw with their head. Sure. I mean, it really does. How did the Lord grab your heart towards teaching Crown Financial Ministries? I mean, you've always been a numbers guy, but how did, how did you hear about Crown? How did you get involved as a leader? Well, amazingly, 1970, 1997, when I came to know Christ, 1998, we started an organization called National Association for Christian Financial Planners, NCFC. 
And we were at Promise Keepers promoting our program, and I was right next to Crown Ministry. They were promoting their program. So the gentleman that was over there, he asked me basically if I would come in and go through the class and learn about Crown Ministry. And my first impression was, you know what? I've got an MBA in finance. Why do I need another financial class? Well, he said, this is not any class that you've taken in your life. This yes, is for a, sure. This is something you're going to take and you're going to be able to utilize in your life and you're going to teach others. I said, okay, I'll do it. Well, amazingly, the class was in Orlando. So I had to travel once a week to Orlando. And our first week, as you know, you have to memorize Bible verses. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay. Everybody in my class was, were actually pastors. I was the only person that was not a pastor in the class. Well, guess what? He, the, the teacher calls me up and says, you know, you got to recite your words. And I got a hiccup there. You know, I kind of got a little scared. I said, you know, Luke 16, 11, that was one of my first verse, as you know, you have to memorize. And well, anyhow, the story is I did go through the program and eventually we started at our, actually I went with Pastor Charlie Martin to Alaska on a mission trip in 1999. And he wanted me to teach that program in that part of the country. So we started there, then we brought it back to our church, First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, and we started leading that class, and it's been going on. As again, you brought it up, we changed it about almost eight years ago, and we're now doing Financial Peace University. And there are churches all over Tampa Bay doing one or the other, and, and like I said, they really, do, as you said at the beginning, Joe, they complement each other. Yes, they do. You know, Crown is really a discipleship program, and Dave Ramsey's has got some discipleship in it, but it's also a how-to program. It's, it's a how to get out of debt, how to stay out of debt, how to really... It's it's some really great stuff. I mean, it's they both touch different parts of your lives. What I love about Crown, though, because I said the same. I had a buddy of mine in January '99 said, "Jim, you need to go through Crown Financial Ministries." Jim, you really need. And I'm like, I know I already. I've been tithing all my life. I already know everything there is to know about money. I said that. I actually said that. He uh-huh. goes, "Jim, seriously, this class, you're going to learn stuff." I'm like, okay. So I, so Martha and I signed up. It was January 1999, and shortly after that, we. Uh, performed a merger between our insurance agency and some and another chain of agencies. And so I never got to go to a single class, but Martha did it, and I did all the homework. I did all the work. Yes, I actually did that. That's and we got, to, we got to the end of it, and I'm like, wow. I thought I knew a lot. I had no idea. We were up to our eyeballs in debt. We had an expensive house we didn't need. We had car loan. We had the whole deal, right. credit card debt. I'm like, wow. Okay, Lord. If, if, if this is you, this is your impact on our lives. And we prayed then. It was in, in the spring of 99. I said, Lord, we want to be debt-free by the time we're 40. And at that point in time, we were 33 years old. And the Lord equipped us to be able to be debt-free by the time we were 40. And it, was, and it was because we learned his principles. And that's really what I want to talk about today. I really want to get into um, how, what is this all about? Because Crown Financial Ministries... Uh, today has finally updated all their stuff. I mean, they had a lot. Their stuff got a little outdated for a little right. while, but they have now updated all of their stuff. I think what they, they call it the. Mm, if Bob was here, he'd know the answer. But you can go out to crown.org for their stuff. And Dave Ramsey's, it's it's DaveRamsey.com, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. So both of them are out there, and there's churches doing both. Both of them have a video segment. Lots of them have homework, but it's really hey. You're, they both have you do a budget. They both have you understand things. Crown has you memorize scripture, which is fantastic. Dave Ramsey's got scripture in them. They're both really, really good. What do you like best about, I'm going to jump ahead because we're coming to the break. What okay. do you like best about Dave Ramsey? Uh, I, Dave Ramsey ma- made it a lot easier for, for students to follow. Is is very practical steps. He calls it baby steps. And he has it set up from baby step one through seven. 
And the secret is for your listeners, you don't jump the steps. You got to stick with the steps. And he's got a proof record that people actually got out of debt following the steps. So really the main thing with, with Dave is he gets you fast start and gets you going realistically real simple. I've got Joe Racy in the, in the studio today. He is a financial advisor with Raymond James. He's an independent financial advisor. Joe, you've been doing financial advising for how long? Oh, for a couple of days. No, I'm just couple kidding. A couple of days. A <laughs> couple yeah, of decades, started maybe. back in the 80s, early 80s, 83. So it's been about 30 years, 32 years. Who's counting? Yeah, you know, I'm not counting. Time were... passes quick when you have fun, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. You know, so you said that the Lord really exposed you to, to teaching Crown Financial just by chance. Obviously not by chance. The Lord orchestrated it. You had to go to Orlando to take the class, and you brought it back to Indian Rocks. When you look at, so that was 1999, how many people have you taught between Crown Financial Ministries and Financial Peace University? How many How many couples, how many people do you think have gone through uh, your classes? I would say over the last 16 years, uh, average, uh, some years we've had a great turnout. I, I believe a couple of years you and I were doing it together. We had really good turnout in that duration. And uh, then, of course, during the, the last, I would say, 10 years, it's been uh Average of 50 family a year, let's put it that way. That's a lot, though. 50 yeah. families a year times 16, six times it's there. That's, yeah. a, that's 900 families. Yeah, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. I think my, my prayer is always before I start a class that if I can change one family's life and get them in the right path with, with their finance and make sure they understand God's principle. That has always been my dream. And, you know, God, you know, gives us the talent. And that has been my ministry for past 16 years. Uh, 17 years going, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a joy when, when I get somebody come to me and say, you know, I'll follow the direction, and I appreciate all the all the time that you told me keep doing what I'm doing, and I finally I'm debt-free, and that's that's a great joy because at the end of the day, uh, we're only in debt to Christ. As a believer, we have to understand that when Christ died on a Calvary from our sin, you know, we're in, we in debt to him for the rest of our life. We shouldn't be shackled to Visa, MasterCard, to Bank of America, none of those companies. You know, we need to find ways. And that's one of the nice things about Financial Peace University that will teach you the process by baby step one and two that you basically, A, you would put some money aside. That's really the rule number one. Why do we get in trouble? We have no emergency fund. Almost seven out of ten people do not have $1,000 in a saving account. And that's really what mm. we call them a baby step one. Baby step one for financial peace is save $1,000 as fast as you can. Whether you need to go on a diet, whether you need to sell something, we need to get a second job, get that $1,000 in, in place. Your baby step two is basically get out of debt. Use what we call a snowball process. Snowball is a really simple process. What you do is you look at the smallest debt, you pay that off, then you go on the next debt, and so on, and so on, and so on. So really, you're basically trying to get out of debt as fast as you can. There is a sacrifice. It took you a long time to get you in where you are today. If you have credit card debt, school debt, car payment debt, mortgage debt, you know, it took you a while to get there. So it's not going to happen overnight. But the neat part is if you listen to Dave's radio show and if you've gone to any of these classes, average person gets out of debt 36 months, 36 to 60 months. You will get out of most of your debt. Now, if you have a mortgage, you could get rid of that maybe an additional four or five years after you pay all your debt. So the ideal deal is to stay out of debt, have enough money for emergency, then you could serve the Lord. 
that's really a key factor. You know what's cool? What Dave did, you know, Dave's got his show on another station, but he's brought on Chris Brown on as part of his team. And Chris Brown's got a show right before our show, Chris Brown's True Stewardship. That is, yeah, you know, I always heard Dave talk a lot about the Bible and God's word in his show. He's got a show now that is solely focused on the biblical perspective of uh, of Financial Peace University. Going back to uh, the the uh, to Crown Financial cuz it like you said it's it's the Dave's is the how to do it and uh, Crown Financial is really the why of doing it. That's right. What when you looked at how did Crown how did learning the biblical principles of finance, money and possessions, how did that make an impact on your life? Well, again, as you said it earlier, when you went through Crown, as like I went through the Crown Ministry, when you read the God's Word and you recite it, memorize it, and understand it, it in, in a sinking in your heart. It it really makes an impact. Realizing everything in heaven and earth is belongs to God. Nothing it belongs. Do you to want us. to sing that song together? Yeah, no. We could sing that song together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I don't want to hear my voice. I don't have a great voice like you. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Whatever. You got the great voice. I'll let you do it, and I'll just hump in the back. We're referring to the fact that Crown had all of the scripture verses put to sound to music. It wasn't top ten hits kind of music, but it was not bad either. No, so. it was not bad either. But you'd have those songs in your head. Yep, that's yeah. true. But going back on again, what 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 was the impact? The impact was understanding that. God has a plan for me, and God has a plan for you, and he wants us to be a steward of the asset that he's given us. It's the old story of talent. When the master left town, one, one servant got five bag of talent, one got two bag of talent, and one got one bag of talent. For many years, I only took one part of that verse, and that was really being a good steward. But there is another section to that verse, and he talks about you never know when the master is coming back home. Mm-hmm. So we have a limited time in this world because as we all know as a believer, this is not our permanent home. This is a shelter. We're going to pass through. However, we don't know when. So the key is be a good steward with every asset that he's giving you at this time. So don't say, I'll get to it tomorrow. Today is the day because you might not have tomorrow. And that's really one of the things that I took from Crown Ministry that I need to spend my time wisely I need to use God's talent that he's given me wisely, and I've got to serve the Lord. And that's really what it comes. When you are debt-free, when you are debt-free, you're no longer in debt. You are free from being unshackled to a lender, as I said earlier, which means now you could spend more time serving the Lord in different capacity. And that's really what I got from Crown Ministry and through Financial Peace we are able to pass that in information so the students that are going through the class, they can utilize what they have put together, as you mentioned earlier, by taking some of the information from Crown Ministry, from Larry Bouquet, from Ron Blue, and putting them all together in a way that even a sixth grader can handle it. You know, that's simple as that. Uh, and it is it is true because I've taught classes with young people and um, the, the kids of the parents I took through, they're like, hey, would you teach my kids this stuff? Because they need to hear it, but <laughs> they won't listen to me. I've actually done some of those classes. It's pretty interesting. When you look at and when we come back from the break, I want to go through like the core principles that Crown taught. But what about the impact on your business? You've been a business owner for a very long time. How did understanding God's perspective on money and possessions, how did that impact how you have done business over these last 30 years? Well, again, as you learn God's principle and you put it in practice, it's not just at home, it's at work, 
is as when you raise your children, as you go to church, as you become a leader in a community, as you, uh, as as I coach soccer, I, I've done any of these sports for my kids. I've always made sure that God comes first. If we put Him in first place, and and really uh, in the last eighteen months, my I've changed my words, saying rather than God being in the first place. God needs to be in, in the center of our life. If we put him in the center of our life, not first or second or third, but in the center of our life, we'll take him to work. And how, how does that impact me at work? Amazingly, it's very simple. When I sit with the clients, and one of the first things we do, we pray. We ask God to come in and help us to make the right direction in the decision we make during that period. So it really it makes a major impact because sometimes... You know, some of the clients that I get, they have never been in church. They've never had somebody pray for them. So when Mm. I do that prayer for them, it kind of makes a major impact, realizing that, you know, God will answer our prayers. And that's really where we need to lean to. So, again, the impact that I've taken to my workplace is trust in Him in every aspect we take. As, again, as you know, in Wall Street, the market goes up and down. Nobody can control that. But one of the nice things we know as a believer that God is in control and he'll make everything possible. And it is so true. There are days, though, that it's so hard to like, really, Lord, you're in control. It feels very out of control. But I love the fact that you're praying with your people. Your, your customers, because I know that it makes a huge difference. And some, and what I'm amazed at is how many times I've been thanked for praying for somebody. They're Amen. Like, thank you. Thank you for praying. I'm like, well, no problem. I just was covering. I really wanted God's help in this whole deal. That's right. Because sometimes you just don't know. And many times when I'm working with a guy one-on-one or Martha and I are working with a couple two-on-two, you're like, Lord, I have no idea how we're going to help these people. Let's just, just give us some wisdom. You know, Joe, when, when you first learn all this, you mentioned that uh, there were some pieces of it that that really stuck out to you. You know, there, there's lots of different pieces to crown, but you mentioned the tithing was a new idea to you. Yeah, amazingly, you know, as, as, as a young believer, I wasn't really familiar with tithing until I went through crown ministry. And um, my understanding really before going through the class, because my kids were going to a private school and I was paying attention towards the school, that was part of my tithing. And I really understood that was wrong. And he does wants to get 10%. And, you know, really, uh, as I think back and I said, really, God needs my 10% or your 10%? No. Uh, that's part of teaching, being obedient to God's. And not only that, I've learned now, as I've gone through the crown and, and financial peace, if we learn to live below our means and we give 10 to God, which is our first fruit, and that's what he commanded us from thousands of years ago. He said, bring us the first the first lamb, you know, first baby lamb. You know, he wanted that. And then, of course, if we learn to take another 10% and put aside for our retirement, now we live off 80% of our income. So it's a matter of learning to live a lifestyle that is not going to break us. And that's really why we are in the position we are today. Seven out of 10 people are living paycheck to paycheck because they've always lived above their means. And if we spend more than what we bring in, we're going to constantly be in debt. And somebody said many years ago, what's the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing and hoping you get a different result. That's not going to happen. That's why we have these programs like your show talking about financial peace, talking about crown ministry. So 
listeners will follow that path, look up to, uh, on internet, find one of these classes in your neighborhood, and go in through the class. So what I got from the tithing was, in Malachi 3, God says, and this is the only time God says in the Bible, test me. That's scary when my Father in heaven says, test me, and don't rob me. Don't rob me. And that's really woke me up, realizing that I've got to give 10%. The truth fact is, when you go through these classes, you learn 100% it belongs to God. Every penny that we bring in, you just mentioned that at, at the break, that you work all your life and made this money, and you, you thought that was your money, but really it's not. It's all his. He gives us those talents. So now we have to be a good steward of those talents and follow his direction. So that was one of the first things that I actually got from Crown Ministry, and of course, as as I went through it again, I learned more stuff about it. So it's not just the 10%. We don't need to stop there. You know, God says if you have a heart of giving, give as much as you can. You know, and don't give it because you feel God is going to give you more. Give it because you love to give, whatever it is, whether it's financially, whether it's volunteering your time, or a combination. You could do all different way of giving. Well, and really, when you mentioned the Malachi verse, and, and that's, test me in this. Just just let me just see. Just let me show you what I can do. And really, that's where they, you know, Crown puts that, that financial equation together. 100% minus 10% still equals 100%. Because if you are willing to trust the Lord with that 10%, which it was already his, but we hold on to it so tight. And I always tell people, if they come to me, Joe, and they say, how do I get out of debt? And I say, well, the first thing you need to do is you need to start tithing. And they're Amen. like, I don't have any money to tithe. They said, you'll never get out of debt if you don't start to tithe. That's right. Because the Lord wants us to, instead of us depending on ourselves, this is this is when we're putting our wallets in the hand of the Lord and said, you are now Lord of my wallet. That's right. Because I can't make it on 90%. But he's asking us to trust him and to show us how he will, how we can make it on 90%. And then to make that next step, how we can make it on 80% or even less, to not live within our, not always live right beyond our means or just at our means, but to live below our means. But that was what I learned. I learned that, you know, I'd always been a tithe, I've been a tither since I was a kid, but I didn't understand the heart of it. I didn't understand, I, I still, I just wrote the check, but it didn't really mean what it should have meant. Right. And I learned to test the Lord in it, and it was so much more amazing to be able to see as we were getting out of debt and as we tithed with the right heart that I saw the Lord do things in my checkbook I, I still never been able to figure out. Like, how did that work? Like the, the first, this last year of doing I work for him full time every day, I have done random jobs all year long. I never missed a paycheck. I, awesome. I, I never knew month to month where it was going to come from, but I just said, Lord, you want to be beyond the radio? So I figured you got a plan for this whole deal. That's right. So tithing, that was one thing. I, I'll tell you one of the things that was really most, really incredible for me was the wise counsel that, that in Crown Ministries, and I'm sure it does in financial peace as well, to surround yourself and seek wise counsel. When you've got a decision to make, you know, it, it's, it is very good to pray, but sometimes we're so deep into the situation, we can't hear the voice of the Lord that we need to surround ourselves with people, wise counsel that can help us make good decisions. But the key to that was make sure those people don't have any skin in the game. That's make sure fine. that they don't have anything to benefit by giving you advice one way or the other. And that was something where I just thought I knew all the answers anyway, but to recognize I need to surround myself with people that I can go to that I know I can trust, but that I know will have... God's best interest for Martha and I in mind. Right. And that was a new concept for me because I, my father didn't come really commit his life to Christ until after I was coming out of high school. So I didn't get to see that in action. 
but it was uh, that was a cool thing. But as I married Martha, she had a father that had been walking with the Lord for a long time, and she had a grandfather that had been walking with the Lord for a long time. So I got to see that put into action. That was a cool thing for me. I'd never, ever thought about that. And, you know, you're right. I think wise counsel is so important. Uh, the big picture with that is really as, as a husband, as a father, as a man, we have to humble ourselves. We, as you said, you knew it all. That's right, and that's 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 really. I the, thought I knew you, it all. You, well, that's that's the whole thing, you know. As 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 a person, as a man, we, you know, we always hear men do not like to ask for direction, so we don't take direction. Thank God for GPS. You know, thank God for GPS. <laughs> that's true. So now we have to come to the realization through Crown Ministry, as you went through it and I went through it, that you know what, we need to go to somebody wiser than us to ask questions. And the only way we could do that to drop our guards and realize. And God says, I want pure heart. When you, when you have a pure heart, you drop in your being pride and you become humble. And humbleness is a great thing, you know, rather than being arrogant, you know, and that's really what it comes to. So, uh, again, the key with the wise counsel is it says wise men is who listen to the wise counsel. So you've got to actually listen to the counsel, not just hear it and let go from the other ear, actually process it, you know, rationalize it, and take action. So one of the nice things about Crown or financial peace is you do what is called a zero budget, especially in financial peace. What does that mean? You count every penny you bring in on a monthly basis, and you have a place for every dollar that you brought in. So end of the month, you have what we call a zero balance. That means you counted every single dollar you brought in to your household, and you put a place for it, such, such as you mentioned 10% tithing. So 10% comes right on the top, not in the bottom, on the top. And that's another thing that I see a lot of Christians will do. Instead of giving God the first fruit, they'll basically pay their rent, pay the mortgage, pay the power bill, pay the cable bill, pay the cell phone bill, pay the health club, pay whatever else it is. If there is anything left, then they want to give it to God. Well, sadly to say, there's nothing left at the end of the month, right. so God gets cheated. That's where we have to change the process. And that's really the, and one of the things that I got from the program was how to budget, how to learn to put a plan in action. Well, and both Dave Ramsey and Crown Financial started off with, here, here's the assignment, first week, start tracking everything you spend, whether it's cash in your glove box drawer to whatever's in your wallet, to whatever's on your credit card, track everything you spend for the, really for the first two months, but you're going to start building a budget based on what you spend and then adjusting it. I mean, we just did that with a young couple that we're mentoring and they were shocked. Which category do you think they were shocked at? Young couple, no kids. What category do you think was way out? Entertainment. It was dining out. I bet. Dining out, absolutely off the charts. They're like, wow, we had no idea we spent that much money. That's right. And it was, but that's what that does. That was the greatest exercise, making people count every penny they spent. And it's also, as you mentioned, humility. It's humbling to, to go through and go, wow, I really waste a lot of money on pop out of the uh, out of the the machine or you know you stop you go get a tank of gas and then you go inside of the convenience store and you could buy one can of Mountain Dew well, that Mountain Dew I'll go buy a bottle of Mountain Dew yeah. it's like 2 bucks <laughs> you can go to Publix and get a case of it for 3 bucks or actually you could drink water and it won't cost you anything Jim well, yeah, but, you know. I need to put you through my class again. Yes, you do. <laughs> Wait a minute. I drink a lot of water. There's no Mountain Dew in the studio today. Okay, but, good. But, but that was a great exercise. Teaching people about it. I am amazed at how many grown adults 
don't have a budget. Amen. And how do you run a business? How do you operate a business? How do you run a home? And really a home is a very big business. Usually most of the homes here in Tampa Bay are running on a $100,000 a year budget or bigger. Right. And they're not tracking anything. And they wonder why they don't have any money in savings. That's right. And why they have so much debt because it, it just they never there's no plan. There's no accountability. That's really what it comes to. Just imagine if you run a business and you don't have a profit and loss statement. You know, you have to be accountable. Well, I just check my checking balance, Joe, and it says I have money. Right. Well, that's not how it works. You know, <laughs> no. we know what's so crazy. You brought up a bank. Last year alone, American paid $30 billion for NSF, non-sufficient for, fund. For non-sufficient funds. Non-sufficient $30 funds. billion? Dollars? $30 billion fees. One-third. <laughs> Banks actually add that as one-third of their profit annual revenue is from charging people fees because what do they do? They just forgot to balance their account. And like you just said, they'll look at their check. If, if they have checks, they have money in the bank. Well, now they don't use checks because they're using the debit oh, card. But they're looking, they're looking online and they're like, well, it says I got money, so I must be good. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, it, it is... It's that mental. They don't balance a check. I still account. have checks. What are you talking about? Yeah. I write one check a month. That's all I've got. I mean, I don't. I don't write checks. Yeah, it probably will be in about ten years. We no longer will write checks. No. everything is going to be electronic. Well, I, right. really, you could do that today. I mean, you could literally. The only check I'm writing every month is to the church, and you could pay that online. That's right. So, it, but when they first did that, they did it just by a credit card. I'm like, no, I am not going to let you give three percent fees of my tithes That's to right. Visa, American Express, Mastercard, or Discover. All right, so you. You mentioned that you really work, understanding that work, that was a new concept for you. And it was also a really new concept for me to understand that we really work for the Lord. Amen. And that was a new concept for me when I took Crown Ministries. I was working for myself. I was self-employed. I'm like, what do you mean I work for the Lord? Well, you, you have to realize the talents you have and I have, God has given us. So we have to be grateful to that talent and use it for his kingdom. What action we take, and that's really what I took from that that section of the class. That we working for God, you know, we have to be a good example of the action we take, especially when we standing there saying we are believer. You know, our co-workers, our employees, our our, our staff are looking up to us, and we have to make sure we're not just saying it, we're doing it. Right, we're, and we're an example for them, and that's the big key. I say it on the show all the time. Listen, if you're a Christ follower, if Jesus has impacted your life, everything about you should be changing. And if you're running a business, everything about your business should be decidedly different than your competitor who does exactly the same thing. Everything about you should be different because Jesus Christ never left anybody the same after he had a conversation with him. We're talking today with Joe Racy. He and I have taught Crown Financial Ministries, and Joe's teaching uh, Financial Peace University. He's been doing this for years, and we just really want everybody to understand that the Bible has a lot of really great things to say about money and possessions. Joe, the last topic, teaching our kids. What did you learn? Great topic. You know, one of the first things we need to do, again, we have to teach our children by example. So regarding whether you're in debt, in uh, credit card, bank account, for, for car payments, mortgage, we need to show the kids how do, you, how do you bring money in and what does it take to go out. So it is a simple example that I can give you, and I did that to my children. Take about a $500 bill and just cash and show them exactly what it costs for you to buy grocery. How much of that money goes to grocery? All of it. You know, How's there, uh, there's no left after 500 bucks. There's nothing <laughs> left. So hopefully you don't spend all of it you know, for a week. Oh, okay. for, for a week. week. Okay. Not a month. Okay. For okay. a week. Okay. For a week. So you spend some of that money for that. Show them how much goes for gas, for tr- taking them from home to school and back. 
then take some of that money again and show them what it costs to pay the power bill. What, now today's kids have cell phone. Show them what it costs for a week of cell phone. So they got to see it by example. If they see that, they'll feel it. And amazingly, when, when, when we use real cash, is is a different feeling than using credit card or debit card. You know, try that for a week. Try that for a month. Pay your gas bill by cash. Just see how much painful it gets because <laughs> it's not like swapping a card and, and you walk away. You Now you got to actually go inside and put the cash in front of the cash register. And when that money walks away from you, it won't come back. No, you that's know? for sure. So with a credit card, you don't you don't get that feeling. So that's really the way I would advise the parents to show it by example. Yeah, teach your kids. Thanks so much, Joe, for being part of the show today. My pleasure. It was My awesome. Pleasure. Hey, go out to iWorkForHim.com tonight. Click on the iWorkForHim Nation and make that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees each and every day. Because if we're going to take this city for Jesus Christ, not only are we going to do it by handling our money right, but we're going to do it through prayer. You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace just by handling our money right. We should our, The way we handle money as Christ followers should be different than the way our non-Christ following co-workers and employees handle it. If you're running a business and you're running up debt and you're, and you're looking at, you're spending money without a budget, if you're not looking at things from a biblical perspective, you just need to open up the scriptures. They're full of incredible examples on how we should be operating with our money and our possessions and with finance. God has so much to say. But remember, if Jesus has impacted your life, if you've become a Christ follower, everything about you should be changing. And that's what inspires us to have conversations with people in our workplace. People in our workplace will look at you and go, hey, how come you drive that old car? You're like, it may be old, but it's paid for. Whatever it may be, you've got an opportunity to share what God's doing in your life. And that's why we recommend you take a Crown Financial course or Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.